I sat on the passenger side in the front, next to Lou. Frankie sat directly behind me, keeping his gun at my neck. My reasons for being in this spot in the first place are unimportant. Let's just say that these two thugs had their orders, and their orders included taking me for a ride. I always thought there'd be big money in being a mobster. It never dawned on me that what I knew would lead me to the predicament I now found myself in. Never mind that I had once been one of them, and never mind that I'd taken my share of guys for their own rides. It was my turn, and there was no denying that one of us wouldn't be coming back. Lou eased the car to the side of the road and turned the key off. The desert was silent, except for the occasional sound of the wind whipping through the brush. I pulled on the door handle and slid out. Frankie stepped out behind me, still holding the gun, but in a more casual manner than before. Lou stepped to the back of the car and motioned to Frankie. He whispered in Frankie's ear, What do we do with them? We just can't head on back and leave them here for the buzzards. Frank thought about it for a minute and then looked back over at me. He weighed his options and scratched the back of his head with the gun barrel. The sun was beginning to drop behind the mountain range, casting eerie shadows across the barren landscape. Off in the distance, I could make out the major highway we'd left earlier. It was probably five or six miles away. The dirt road we were on ran almost parallel to it toward the south. I didn't see any crossroads. A mile or so to the west, beyond the road we were on and the major highway, there seemed to be a small clump of trees and some sort of a building. The other three directions yielded nothing but more desert. Lou and Frankie eased over to where I was standing with my hands in my pockets. Lou stood behind and to the left of Frankie, looking at me with disdain. "'Tell him, Frankie,' he said, nudging him in the shoulder. Frankie lifted the gun and pointed it toward me. "'Sorry, pal, you know the routine. You've done this a few times yourself. You know what we gotta do,' he snickered. "'It just wouldn't seem right to just leave you here in the middle of nowhere. Just wouldn't be fair to you. Now would it?' My right hand came out of my pocket, grasping my handkerchief. I let it drop to the ground as Frankie raised the gun. "Uh Uh-oh, I said, reaching for the handkerchief. I came up with a handful of the desert and violently flung it in Frankie's face. The sand found its mark and spattered Frankie's eye. He dropped the gun and grabbed his face. I made a run for it weaving back and forth so as not to make an easy target for whoever might decide to take a shot at me. Lou stepped past Frankie and grabbed the gun. By the time he had it in his hand, wiped the sand off it, and cocked the hammer, I was too far away and his shot went wide. The second and third shots missed their mark as well. By now I could hear Frankie's booming voice yelling at Lou. "'Give me that goddamn gun!' he yelled. His aim wasn't helped by eyes full of sand, and his three shots missed, though one of them hit the dirt alongside me just a foot or so away. Even from sixty yards away, I could hear the click of the hammer falling on spent cartridges. By the time Frankie could reload, I'd be a quarter mile away. "'Get in!' Frankie screamed at Lou as he took his place behind the wheel of the big black Lincoln. Lou did as he was told, and Frankie cranked the engine over. 
The starter whined, but the engine didn't catch. He tried again and again in vain. He slammed his fist down on the dash. 